Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama spider cast. So is this a thing that you're doing? I, I Maybe I should pay attention more to your side of the introduction. I feel like this is a recent thing. You do it every so often, but now it's like a thing you gotta do every time. Yeah, I've been doing it a lot because um, I have to make my own fun. <laughs> because the show is not doing it for me. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's fair. I used I to have fun fair. with the absurdity, but now I'm just like, no, inaccurate it, lies. So we so when we talk about like like what off season things we do, or even just like Riverdale in general, uh, and the fact that Riverdale ended up being like the perfect caps like the perfect thing for this show. Mm-hmm. What it's <laughs> moving to now is the reason why we said we couldn't do Buffy because yeah. number one, Buffy is so long. Yes. And number two, Buffy is, because it has so much magic already ingrained in it, it, like, it doesn't work to be ridiculous. Yeah, our jokes are, like, we can't make the same jokes anymore. Yeah, yeah. they could be we, real. Yeah, we lost a lot of those. Uh, with Shadowhunters is that it's like, we found a way into it. I think the thing with Shadowhunters is, A, their magic system is pretty consistent and it's pretty tight. So we don't have to do any jokes about the ma- we think is we, which I don't we don't do much jokes about magic. No, our jokes are about normal teen stuff. It's like the opposite of what Riverdale originally was. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like with Riverdale, I'm like I don't know what I can joke about because you're gonna do all of it and people won't understand that I'm making a joke. And this episode is big magic stuff, big magic energy in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. before we get into that, Kevin, here's some good news, audience. Yeah. Some news dropped this week. You may have seen it on our social media. We only have one more season after this one to toil and scramble through the show. They have decided to end it after season seven. I would say two seasons too late. Three seasons too late. They never should have done the time jump. They just should have done the time jump. They just should have graduated high school and gone on their journeys. Their journeys to become men and women. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, they're uh, ending after season seven. So that's bound to be wild. It's going to be a wild season. I appreciate at least, I no matter how much I dislike a show, I appreciate them knowing. Yeah, getting the idea that hey, this is going to be your last season. Like the next season is your last season. This that's it. You don't have to like just just wrap it up. Yeah, figure Do, out where you want hope, your characters to end and get them there. So I really hope that the uh, the creators of this take a look at that and do that. Create a story. That is interesting to the end. You don't have to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You can just find the encapsulation to it, and you know, end end on a high note. Because the problem is, the other way that a TV show could take it is they could try to write a story that will get them picked up on a different network or Netflix or something. And I really hope they Netflix. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and like, no, they're not gonna get picked up on only Netflix. Netflix is cut in a lot of things, and they're not going to yeah. keep Riverdale. No, out of all the things they're going to keep, uh, they canceled the Babysitter's well, Club, which is well, amazing. I mean, I wonder how the numbers of Riverdale do on CW versus Netflix. I feel Maybe. like that info might somehow be impossible to get. <laughs> oh, it is. Well, Netflix is notoriously impossible to figure out, mm-hmm. like, what they're thing is anyway this episode's not impossible to figure out we figured it out we did uh, we watched it yeah and it's uh we're, we're gonna tell you about what we watched and how we what we figured out because this is C- riverdale oh, oh, uh, this is riverdale season six episodes 14 14 
Venomous. Venomous. Well, what do we think this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It, uh, perfect uh, carrying on from last episode. We'll begin with Jughead talking about, hey, you know what comic books never talk about? We're sure <laughs> is uh, the downside of having superpowers. R- really, Jughead? And, Comic and books never talk about the downside of having superpowers. Yeah, it's like this entire X Men thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, y- hey, you got to say something to get people invested in whatever the storyline this episode is. Yeah. Which he he will mention Archie, which because it's Palladium, which is like on a downside. Yeah, right no, now. that is his invulnerability. No, his vulnerability. That is his vulnerability. Yeah. Mentions uh, Betty and her old headaches and migraines, which is not going to be what this episode's about for her. Nope. And just the fact that uh, Veronica <laughs> kills, people. kills people. Kills people. But that's like which, not which, a downside. That is her superpower. She's I rogue. Mean the, I mean, the downside is the same as rogue's downside. You can't touch people. Well, this now, is Riverdale, uh, though. Now, this, uh, this starts with uh, Percival and Reggie. You know, now they got... What's what's their name? Like, what's their what's their joint name? Regival. Um, Regival. 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 The, the other one is Pergy. Percy. Pergy. <laughs> Pergalicious. <laughs> so Pergalicious uh, confronts Archie. Archie, so that Percival could show off his cool new Palladium ring. Look. Percival's just punking people now. Like, he's not even... He kind of goes on about, like, oh, I'm going to tear down this crappy restaurant because of my train. His train. You know, progress. Making a train. But really, he's just there to punk Archie. His weird, I'm just sort of doing stuff nonsense worked better when we figured what his plan was to bother people until he could figure out their superpowers, which doesn't seem to be his goal goal anymore no now he appears to just be bothering people for fun and apocalypse yeah and i don't know how Uh, the two connect yeah well let's uh let's move on from that into cheryl's story uh, which is almost almost funny yeah so cheryl's busy uh this is kind of like everyone's doing magic and and archie is or no sorry everyone's dealing with the mafia and archie has uh stage fright Kind yeah. of that level of storyline. Cheryl wants to call her old girlfriend. She's thinking about the past. Now, she, of course, says it in the most ridiculous way ever. But she's thinking about the past. Specifically her, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't think about how long ago it was. It was her junior high crush. And I'm like, man, junior high? It's like 15 junior high. years ago. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Anyway, she's uh, Heather's now a librarian in Greendale. And my heart instantly went, oh, no. <laughs> Sabrina, no. <laughs> it was a weird. Uh, it was a weird feeling I had experienced there. I mean, I think it's a correct feeling. And for um, the first time ever, I agree with Rose. Hey, this was junior high, Cheryl. I understand. Well you're, alone. <laughs> I guess you're sad now, though. I mean, the Tony thing was a long time ago. I guess you're just thinking about the past because you were haunted, potentially <laughs> still haunted. I'm not. I'm unclear on that. That doll is in that house. No, I was thinking about the whole Heather thing. Remember the whole book thing? She never got a book back because she doesn't care. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, she didn't burn Jason's corpse again. That's what the problem was, that she's still haunted. 
Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. She did get it yeah. back, she just didn't burn it. Oh, right, no, yeah, she did. And anyway, uh, then in a truly actually hilarious moment, because, you know, all this magic and all this stuff, Cheryl, just, to figure out what to do, asks a magic eight ball. Now, to be fair, it's Cheryl, so she does call it this seer of knowledge. I know. But, but it's very good. At, that, like, the the good writers really got got their fingers into this one. It's actually, like, once we take on the conceit of this is a magic world now, to have someone in the magic world being like, magic, magic eight ball. ball. And the magic fun. eight ball will punk her this entire episode. Oh, it will never get, it's like, no, no, I'm Ask not again later. <laughs> the magic Answer is eight inconclusive. Ball, this magic eight ball hates her. It's true. It's like, shut up, shut up, stop talking to me. And because the Magic 8-Ball does hate her, she decides to send an email. I'll send an email. Which is a normal uh, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we uh, we head to Archie and Jughead uh, talking about being on the defense, which Jughead really takes as a sports term, yeah. which I'm like, nope, 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 that is just a general You're literally term. in a battle with someone who, as Archie puts it, <laughs> stole the mayorship. Archie, there was no mayorship. He There's made no- it. Yeah, yeah. Somehow your whole council of four just made a mayor. Like three of them did. (laughs) Like the entire reason there's a council of four was because they figured people wouldn't want a mayor. I just feel like there would have been something in their whole like... um, Their town. Constitution, town charter or something to be like, hey... No mayors ever again. Or, hey, you can't just make... Like the council can't decide to make a mayor. There's, there's got to be some rule in just generally in town charters. It's like, hey, you can't elect a dictator. Yeah, this is our government system. We <laughs> have to stick to it. You can't change the governmental system of your thing off of a three quarters vote. Vote with one. Like we, so we recently had our premier step down, and the person who steps in to be the interim premier can't be the new leader. Yeah. Like. There's got to be some rule there. It doesn't matter. We're 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 past that. What matters is that I think we are hinting a little bit more about the world the, combining. Yeah, because we once you have Archie, apropos of nothing, like I didn't know you had so many comics, which is a valid statement because this and, Jughead has been homeless so many times. Yeah. Oh, he, this this one says he got it from his mom in Toledo. So apparently, his mom took him. Apparently. Anyway, uh, this Jughead also says, I contain multitudes. And then we flash back to Rivervale Jughead saying, I contain multitudes. So that is still, that idea is still waiting in the wings. There's still a possibility. Some of this stuff can be explained by it. I don't think it explains it very well. But, no, but mm. the thing, the show has now done a thing where we're like, that's stupid and doesn't make sense. The show goes, yeah, a wizard did it. <laughs> So uh, we, we're going to set up here Archie's goal for this episode, which is that, hey, I want to build up a tolerance to Palladium. Okay, Archie. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean that makes thought. sense. If, if, if it's his only vulnerability, if he's able to build up a tolerance to it, that would cut out his only vulnerability. As it's like, they keep using Superman as a reference. Yeah. Superman could build up a tolerance to, to uh, Kryptonite. By microdosing. Yeah. So... Uh, so uh, we have to head on to another person now. It's Veronica. Time to check in on how Veronica's doing. And you know how everybody has to have one person to help them figure out their powers? Veronica, Veronica picks picked a the coroner. coroner. <laughs> this I, coroner has... 
So go ahead. This corner's also been treated like this corner's also been treated like a doctor sometimes. Yeah. Which no, a lot it, of corners have that medical knowledge. Well, so. I mean, all corners are doctors. Not in the states. Are you one hundred percent sure? I'm pretty sure a corners is an electric position. No, no, Kevin. Corners do autopsies. They're medical doctors. Are you thinking you think of a medical examiner? No. Okay, my my ex-boyfriend's dad was the coroner and was a medical doctor. In, in the States? No, here. No, I'm talking about the States. I think you're wrong, I'm, but I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> Actually, okay. I 100% am going to look it up, but not right now. Okay. Anyway, he is a doctor. His name is Dr. Curdle Jr. I know. I know he's a doctor. I'm just saying. Uh, so, getting help from Dr. Curdle Jr., Veronica learns something very important. She is filled with toxins. Toxins everywhere. All her fluids are toxins. Now, I need to, now, I don't want to get gross here. But they do mention, like, so they mention saliva, and they mention blood, and they mention sweat. And tears. And tears. So, obviously, I just want to clarify, I also think Geraldo was poisoned in the dick. Absolutely. Unless yes. he was responsible and wore a condom. I then guess he was they just poisoned that up. around the dick. <laughs> poisoned around the dick. <laughs> so of a dick area poisoning. So also we should we should okay we need to broach this right now. Veronica, for some reason, will be dressed like a widow for this entire episode. Yeah. So despite the creators of Riverdale having gone through a global pandemic, Veronica will think that she can protect herself from droplet transmission by wearing a widow's veil over her face. <laughs> And black like, lipstick. Like, the gloves, the full body covering all make sense. But she wears a very thin <laughs> widow's veil. With holes in it. It's like mesh. Yeah, if somebody was, if I saw someone wearing that, I wouldn't be like, hmm, well, I definitely feel like you're COVID safe. <laughs> and I do want to point out Curdle. Like, he's wearing a face mask, but sir, where is he? Or he's not wearing a face mask. He's wearing a um, face head, shield. A face shield. Where's yeah. his mask? Curdle, put on a mask. This would have been, like, I understand, oh, show the actor's face. This would have been the perfect time to have them wearing masks. Well, because, like, it's been two years. We all understand it. It yeah. would have been funny almost. Grey's Anatomy had them wearing masks on screen, and somehow we could still see the actors act. Yeah. Anyway. Well, th this, this show doesn't even want Betty to wear glasses. So, Curdle, <laughs> who's trying his best, is like, well, we could do, I mean, I actually feel bad for Curdle. He's trying his best. He's like, we could do dialysis. Yeah, he's not an internal medicine doctor. And then Veronica's like, but I'm not sick. I'm like, yes, Veronica, but you are toxic, and you when you touch people, they die. If he's saying dialysis maybe will work to get the toxins out of your system, don't weirdly fight him that you're not sick. And so she agrees to him, and he's like, also, I definitely don't think you should have any contact with any people. <laughs> also, just don't touch people. Good, good. <laughs> so speaking of dumb things that are happening, Betty has come up with a plan. She wants Jughead to read her subconscious thoughts to find repressed memories, which will and be the key to her darkness. Yes, and at no point does Jughead go, why? Like, like even if even if her answer is, I am curious, I need to know, she treats it like this is going to solve her problem if she can just... And, like, Somewhere in her mind's the solution to her problem. Like, what problem are you finding a solution for? I, TBK? This is, this is like, like are you, the third time on the show we've unlocked hidden memories of Betty's to determine <laughs> what her darkness is. What of, what of her... 
Whatever passage you actually remember. I think that's a better way of doing it. <laughs> Randy, what do you remember of when you were young? Remember the time that she time-traveled into her own mind and stopped herself from killing the cat that got hit by... <laughs> I do remember that. That's all I could think about this episode. <laughs> was, hey, you... No, you stopped your young self from doing that in your mind. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine now, Betty. You, you, you fixed this already. Betty has... Well, Betty has done everything but go to therapy. Well, actually, no, she did go to therapy. She, she refused it. to do it. <laughs> she refused to do it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go into the past. Let's get ready for some retconning. But first, Jughead has to hit the textbooks. Yeah, he's got to do some, some research about how his mind reading power works. I want to, I'm, I'm going to bring this up now. I didn't know when I wanted to bring it up. It's, I know this shouldn't bother me, but for some reason it really does. But these people are constantly reading textbooks about their powers. And it doesn't feel like they're discovering power. They're not experimenting. They're not learning. They're just, like, reading a textbook and being like, oh, hey. now I know. So, like, Archie's storyline through this episode actually feels like he's experimenting and learning about his powers. He's not mm -hmm. just, like, but we get it from Jughead in this episode. Uh, Veronica will read a textbook th this episode. Cheryl will constantly be reading textbooks this episode. It's like, wild. It's just, I don't know. Like, I understand maybe there's something somewhat logical about it but it's just a it's, it's just, just boring like that's, that's why I said like, like it shouldn't bother me but it 100% does here's the thing it's very logical it's what people would do in real life I want my fantasy characters to go on adventures to go and do things and learn their limits I want Jughead to understand his powers because they are his powers not because he read a textbook about these powers which shouldn't exist. You, these powers aren't real outside of you guys. But apparently, because the world's combined, they are. Maybe. Ugh. Now, Archie has to do his own journey. Now, he, he's he got to get some palladium. palladium. So he gets it. And he knows one piece was stolen by TBK. One piece obviously went to uh, well, Percival. Well, I think Percival just And then bought one piece the is internet. also a very long anime. <laughs> Sorry, what? I was doing a joke. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? I said the Percival just bought it off the internet. No, Percival stole it from Betty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, no, Palladium is incredibly rare. Can You cannot get it anywhere. So Archie goes to get the Palladium from Cheryl. Who does Cheryl have gives a Palladium him a, line. a stupid dire warning because apparently now she's Magic Yoda. Yeah, she gets all... She's like, no, I have to divine a pathway for you to do this. You can't You're just... Play? Tread on to forces that. you don't understand. I do have knowledge in the supernatural. I'm like, ugh, only recently. It's <laughs> yeah, never not been a thing. Ever. <laughs> in season now, one, you were just a mean girl. Yeah, you don't even like a, you were even like a mean girl who had a weird spiritual bent to her. You played spin the bottle. Yeah. I mean, I guess we we joked that you were definitely a vampire, but that doesn't mean you do magic. Yeah, exactly. Vampires are not necessarily magical. They're just long living <laughs> and yeah. blood. And weird. Now, Archie immediately starts, you know, checking his weight, throws on some palladium, does some boxing, and his hands, like, come apart. Now, I felt like this scene wasn't super well shot, because my first note while I was watching was like, oh, see, Archie's fine. And then it didn't, it seemed like he was punching for too long, and that's why he bled. Like, they didn't do a good job of being like, when he wears the palladium, he just shatters, like... Yeah, Unbreakable. later he explains, usually I do go at the, the punching bag hard and my hands don't bleed. I'm like, I don't know, like when we saw you punch 
through the ice in season one, your hands bled. Yeah. Like, it's not an uncommon thing for We've your hands to bleed. We've seen his hands bleed numerous times on the show. Yeah, so... Like, he literally should have punched it once, and it should have been, like, shattered. <laughs> he punched it once, and his arm explodes. Yeah. That's I want to point out, somebody who watched this episode definitely was having a lot of fun, and I think it was who's ever shooting the, um, the Archie... The Archie role, because he also later when he like he's doing it again, there's a lot of crazy stuff. He gets like a snorry cam, and the camera's doing like <laughs> weird pans and tilts, and I'm like, man, someone's someone's having, having a good a time. day. <laughs> yeah, this ep- this episode was actually was actually pretty well shot in a lot of in a lot of very specific moments, or maybe not well, interestingly. Yeah, shot they definitely in a lot of moments. unlike the characters on the show, the camera. And the uh, cinematographers experimented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had Chicken Veronica, who's doing some... For all of her complaints about dialysis, she can do it from her office, apparently. Yeah, she's just hanging out there alone. But then she gets a phone call because she's been putting off the shareholders meeting. So they're just going to hold one anyway. Corporate espionage. Can we just point out that Veron- later we learn Veronica's like... I mean, obviously, she's kind of hiding the fact she's doing dialysis because it's weird. Yeah. Uh, not weird to do dialysis. It's weird because she's doing dialysis. And she's when she actually doesn't not have, ill. Like, yeah. Um, but, like, she wheeled a dialysis machine into her office. There's no way that went in secretly. But then, this will come up. They'll be like, oh, you have to do dialysis. You must be sick. It's like she wheeled a, dia- <laughs> a dialysis machine is large. Yeah. Now, uh, we do get this weird cutaway to just... Nana Rose looking at a painting of a red-haired woman holding a spider. And I'm like, is this an allusion to, like, Cheryl falling in love with Veronica? You know what? I'd be here for that. That'd be different and interesting. Well, then I'm wondering, like, who painted this? Is this a Cheryl painting? What's going on here? Cheryl was painting a lot of things in those seven years. Or I'm like, does Nana Rose have that power from heroes where the guy can paint the future when he's on heroin? Oh my god, I forgot. The reason that Cheryl's rich again was because she was forging famous paintings. Did that ever go through? No, wait, she wasn't forging famous paintings. She was forging her own paintings so she could keep the originals and sell the forgeries. Yeah, but later she was supposed to be forging famous paintings with that that woman. Oh, Minerva. Minerva, the, that weirdo. I forgot um, about all of that. <laughs> but I thought then Minerva got weirded out by... Magic. Magic? Nana oh, Rose right, wanted to sacrifice her to the winds. No, I think, Pen- I think Penelope came in. And wanted to yeah, sacrifice Penelope her to came the winds. To sacrifice her to the winds. And then she <laughs> left. I think she might have come back for that weird swinging episode. I think that was before. Oh, no, no, that was earlier. That was earlier. Anyway, that doesn't matter. She doesn't matter. So I don't know if they're still doing it. But uh, in, a, in, a, in a quite funny scene. Cheryl uh, enters and she's like, I need my Rasputin book. Sure. Okay. And sure. It will help me with Archie. And then Nana Rhodes is like, or maybe you're just you're just worried because because <laughs> uh, Heather did email you back. And then we get this like weird bickering fight between these two <laughs> women about emails. <laughs> I love when Nana Rose is like... My understanding is it's normal for people to respond to emails quickly. And Cheryl's like, you don't know how to internet. (laughs) It's normal for people to respond to emails quickly when they care. (laughs) It's honestly really good. (laughs) Congrats on this actually legitimately funny scene. Because in, in a show of incredible like magic and ridiculous, having this very like basic conversation on like email etiquette. Is, is a fun juxtaposition, and that makes it funny. Thanks. Uh, 
Thanks, show. Yeah. All right, Betty heads off to Jughead to get um, our... Well, she's going to go to Jughead. First, we have to learn that Archie's worried about the rock making him even weaker. Yeah, no which, kidding, Archie. That's, that's why you beat up by Percival, that weedy British man. Yeah, he's not that strong, Archie. Yeah, I feel like you should have been able to beat Percival. You were in a war. And Percival then, might be the personification of evil, though. So. It's true. But then Archie's like, yeah. I can't be weak. I can't be weak. Yeah, yeah, he's having a time. Which, you know, hey, cool. Going through a time because he's... He, he, his entire life he's been like, I gotta be strong. And now he's like, I can be stronger because of my magic powers. But this one thing makes me weak. It would be good if someone told Archie that he has value beyond just his physical strength. Because isn't Archie's whole thing supposed to be that his heart is so big and pure? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think the theme still works. The but theme you're, does yeah. still work, but yeah. I just wish people were better to him. I mean, all these people... People need people to be better to them or themselves. It's Speaking true. of that, Veronica attends the shareholders meeting, and we've never seen any of these people before. Nope. Apparently, they're shareholders for this casino. And which... the person who called this meeting in a shocking turn of events is Reggie. When, when did the casino get shareholders? Well, like, because originally it was an illegal casino. And like, so were these did these people invest in the illegal casino, or did these people invest? In the legit casino it eventually became. Are these the Pearls and Posh shareholders that they've now convinced to become casino people? And what did they... I mean, that, that was a whole thing. There was a whole thing where they were convincing people in the Pearls and Posh. Because it was also stockbroking. That's but right. also casino. But they were doing that to pay off Daddy McDedderson's debts. Yeah, but he's dead now. Yeah, which means his debts don't yeah. exist. Yeah, that's how that works. Anyway, Reggie mostly called this meeting so he could whine about being fired. Yeah, I mean, he has somewhat of a point. Like, he is still the co... Like, he still is... Like, you... Just, Veronica, just because you broke up with him doesn't not make him still a co-owner. It's true. He makes a uh. lot of unreasonable points in this meeting. Like, I'm sorry, no small business in this casino is a small business. Businesses <laughs> don't turn profits in their first year. And this casino's been open for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, so he, so he's he's clearly just been like rhyming people up, being like, "Oh, it hasn't turned a profit," and the shareholders like, "We found a buyer. We <laughs> want to sell the casino." Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a it's wild a, thing this, to swing this to. This casino's been open for like eight months, man. Uh, or two months, eight weeks. Impossible to say. Yeah, yeah. It was a, at least through season six, or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, through this season, it it opened in the back room of, po- of Pearls and Posh at the end of season five, and then it immediately became a massive building. So yeah, yeah. So that's what Veronica has to deal with. Yeah, she she just wants them to hold off. She's going to do a new valuation, which will prove that there's value in the casino. Which like she should be able to just pull those records like on her well, computer. Well, well, no, but we explain what she wants to do. She wants to make a Canva <laughs> <That's> <laughs> presentation. Right. Um, we know, Veronica, she's she's not coming up with that presentation. She's coming up with a performance. Uh, true. So, Reggie, Reggie, oh my God, Jughead collects Betty to deliver his research. Yep, he's done it. He's done his reading, so he thinks he can figure out how to deep read her mind. Apparently, involves her ha- Betty doing some visualizing, and he'll just he does he does nothing but read her mind. <laughs> yeah, he he does try to make this like analogy where he's like, "You need to think of your memories visually, like a comic book." And I I, I see what you're doing, show, but you're doing it clumsily. And also, it's not going to happen. Well, and also, what I want to point out is that like 
yeah, Jughead reads mine, so obviously, yes, yeah, she has to think of them. She just essentially has to think close enough to the thought that Jughead can go into the subconscious, which I think would be fun if Jughead was like, well, I could try, like, this, I don't know if it'll work, or maybe it fails the first time. That'd be fun, but no, he read a book. Well, and I also think if they were going to make the point of the comic books, this is very cheesy, but I would have loved it if the flashbacks were like illust- like illustrated, like they were cartoon flashbacks. Yeah. If you're gonna no, make they're... the comic book thing, follow it through. Yeah, they're partially and and you know what? Some of the shots they have once they get really in deep, like okay, so this first one, uh, Jughead goes in and he just gets flashbacks to earlier seasons, specifically yes. him and Betty dating. So those are just reuse shots. Yeah. But when they do get to completely new shots, some of them are shot like comic book panels. I don't know if you notice that. Yeah. The camera never moves. Yeah, they are static. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what they were going for. It was kind of... I, the reason I would say it kind of didn't land perfectly is they put it in this huge blurry filter. Like, and I don't think it's a filter. I think it's, they actually blurred out um, all of Hal's face. Like, he's so... They, like, try to make this really, like, like micro-focus, but it's just is so distracting. It truly is. So first we flash back to Jughead and Betty dating. Then we flash back to Jughead and Betty taking care of the baby. Talk, uh, Sorry, either Jughead or Juniper. Probably No, Dagwood or Juniper. <laughs> probably both. Yeah, probably both. And talk, Which, man, don't remind us about those kids. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> Talking about, hey, do you think evil can be passed on? And then finally, we fla- Jughead actually picks up a comic book that has something to do with Anything. anything so again because this is the only this is the only dark thing they are have deigned to put in betty's history this yeah. is again about that cat yeah remember the cat she went back in time and stopped herself away. from killing well turns out after she killed that cat because remember remember caramel tried to run away got hit by a car was dying and was in- dying she hit, hit it with a rock yeah, instead of being a normal father who and i'm sorry i'm sorry Hal Cooper, who was about virtue and goodness, and he killed people who weren't virtuous and good. Yeah, he makes this point where it's like, well, the camel tried to run away. That makes her a sinner. And I'm like, okay. Sure. I'm sorry. Guys, <laughs> the fir- the Hal first was person not we... wildly insane. He was insane. Yeah, the fir- he was criminally the insane. The first person we saw him shoot, like him attack, was Fred Andrews because it was revealed that he was having an affair. Uh, with Hermione. Hermione. Now we think it's unfair that he only shot Fred and not tried to kill Hermione, who actually was married. And Fred, I mean, Fred was separated, whatever. But that's um, neither here nor there. Neither there. And then he actually did kill Miss Grundy, who was a pedophile. So. Uh, and then he. He tried to kill Sugarman, who was. No, first he, he tried to kill Miss Midge, who were on drugs. Who were doing drugs in the forest, and you know, you know, he failed wildly probably at out that. after curfew. Uh, then he tried. To, then he did kill the sugar man who delivered drugs. Two children. And then, he ki- then he killed a doctor uh, because the doctor tried to stop him. Which is the, that's the idea. The yeah. doctor's in his way, and that's the escalation. Like that's where he snaps. Yeah. Now uh, this entire city is just Hal being like, "Hey, you liked that, didn't you?" And then Betty be like, "No." And, and then like, oh. we flash back to today. And yeah. we learned that uh, the writers really did learn the word grooming last week. Because <laughs> Betty says again, she'll say this so many times this episode, oh, he was grooming me. He was grooming me into being a serial killer. 
And I'm like, yeah, that is a good use of that word, but stop saying it so much. <laughs> so many times. Like, she she is say, she uses that word like someone who just learned a new word, like a word of the day calendar, and they're like, ooh, grooming. <laughs> so this scene is capped off by Betty going, I've lived with darkness my whole life, but when did it start? Yeah, yeah. which once again does not explain why she's doing this, other than curiosity. Which is fine, but she keep they keep pretending like it's well, part of unlocking. I don't know. Hasn't she already tackled her darkness? Like I thought she had every single season, it. every single season. So boring. Now, Archie is so sick. He's so sick with this palladium around his neck, and he goes to Cheryl, and he has a palladium and, fever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I need to go off of this for a little bit because when I when I saw this first, I was so upset. I'm like, this is the <laughs> dumbest plan. This is the dumbest plan. And then everything I'm about to say right now is going to be proven true. So just realize that Cheryl's plan is to give him diluted palladium soup is what they'll call it. And I'm like, no, no, no. You are the one who said you don't know why palladium affects him and not anyone else. When it's palladium around his neck, he can take it off and be fine. You want to suffuse palladium into his body where he cannot remove it. You are the one who said he has to be careful about because he doesn't know what it does. This is the dumbest plan ever. And when it goes wrong, Cheryl will take no blame for it. She'll, in fact, blame Archie for it. Well, Kevin, she read a book. Yeah, she read, the, she read a book on that Rasputin. He, he took a lot of poison, which allowed him to be immune to poison. Like, yeah, well, everyone dies from poison. Just Archie gets hurt by palladium. Understand your magic nonsense, Cheryl. I'm not even <laughs> in your world, and I realize this is the dumbest plan. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Speaking of dumb things, Percival Pickens still lives in Cheryl's, I mean, in Veronica's casino. <laughs> I really yeah, hope it's per- his room that she and uh, Jug- she and Reggie had sex in during the fog. <laughs> I think it's the only one they have. That makes so, me very happy. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. It's the champagne suite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, Percival. <laughs> I'll be like, I had sex on your bed. Guess what, Percival? I had sex on your bed. Then Reggie's like, yeah, we did have sex on your bed. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Sorry. So um, Veronica goes up to yell at Percival and Reggie is there. And at no point has anyone told Reggie that Percival can control minds. Well, I mean. So do, when do, Veronica. I, squ- I, will say, do, I will say Archie does say. He tricked you with his Jedi mind powers. But, I mean, that's an insane thing. To, like, it, just, it just makes it that Reggie would be like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, that's not helpful. So, yeah. Which is why when Veronica storms into the room and is like, he's doing this to Reggie. Reggie responds the way any human being would do it and be like, no, no, I did those things. I did this. I wanted to do this. Which, like, maybe it's true. I mean, Veronica is. So, she will rant at him about how insecure he is. And... Show just so you know, yeah. the things that she says are abhorrent. She is well, not I'm... a cool, strong woman standing up for herself. She is a cruel bully and an emotionally manipulative and abusive partner. Yeah, like it, now, notably, he Reggie is right. He is still the co-founder, co-owner of the casino. Veronica is the one who broke up with him and assumed that also meant he didn't have a say in the casino anymore, which is an incredibly childish way of looking at business relationships. And like, yes, he is lashing out. He's being manipulative. He is 
you know, throwing her under the bus to the shareholders. Absolutely. But she is attacking who he is as a person at yeah. every opportunity she gets. Yeah. Now, uh, this obviously because she's like sweating and there's spittle flying out of her mouth, obviously. She nearly kills him with her sweat and saliva. And Reggie's just like, what? Huh? Now, Reggie, you do know there's magic in the world. Reggie does know that Percival is a wizard. It's true. <laughs> he does know that. And Reggie might be learning some magic stuff, which I'm so excited for. Uh, but he's he is very confused. I think this means Percival is now kind of figured out Veronica's thing, kind of, maybe. Yeah, it appears to be maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Archie drinks some palladium soup. And, and he can jump rope. Exist- How exciting. Yeah, until he falls down because he drank the... <sighs> he drank the thing he is He drank the to. kryptonite. Don't... Don't, Cheryl. Archie, maybe you should have, like, read a uh, Superman I- comic book. I don't blame Archie for this at all. He trusted Cheryl because Cheryl came off with, like... Well, you don't know what you're doing. I know supernatural stuff. Uh. So Veronica goes back to Colonel Jr. And Colonel Jr. is like, so uh, you have way more toxins in your body than you did before. You're going to die. Yeah, like, I, okay, I just want to point out. It's clear that she's immune, Veronica. You should know this. Yeah, you live I in your body. I understand Colonel being like, you should be dead. You're probably going to die. I don't know why you're not dead. You're probably going to die. Because he's just a doctor trying his best. He doesn't know there's magic. <laughs> no, no. But, like, I don't know. Veronica, like, it, I guess, like, for me, I'd be like, I guess you are immune. Because you should. Like, you should if be dead. You, you should be dead now. But you're not dead. Maybe you're immune. But she. It'll take a while before she figures out she's immune. Yeah, she is a. Uh, furious at him for saying that she's going to die. And she also, like Archie, can't be weak. No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so Cheryl gets a bit more advice from her magic eight ball. She's hanging around. And she calls uh, Heather and then fearfully okay. hangs up immediately. We need to take a quick moment here. I want to bring you through Cheryl's email. Because every t- <laughs> my, one of my obsessions about TV shows is whenever you see someone's computer screen, yeah. I want to see what the set dressers like some you're like somebody chose everything to do on the screen and i'm obsessed what they chose with it so i always (laughs) pause i always look i love doing this i want to bring you through these these are pretty great oh yeah her first her first main email is from britta Mm. britta got an a on her science test and then says aren't you proud of me mistress cheryl and i don't care what you want to say if a 16 year old refers to an adult (laughs) as mistress that's a problem that relationship needs to end yep her parents needed to be like nope yeah, nope, nope, if nope. she's sending her an email being like, I got an A in my science test, Mr. Cheryl. No, cut it, cut it, cut it all, cut it all down. Shut it all you down. You can't talk to that woman anymore, Britta. I'll tell you what she did get an A on, though. English. Because she says she used mnemonic devices spelled like pneumonia. Ooh. And I'm like, did they do that on purpose? Hmm. <laughs> or did somebody forget which word was which? I n- understand they are homonyms. But. Mnemonic and mnemonic. Uh, she got an email from Alice Cooper about fraternal twins maturing faster than identical twins. So it's they're article, not dead. It's an article she was telling Cheryl about. It's so weird that Cheryl's the one watching them, but... Yep. Okay. Uh, and then another email from Alice Cooper, which which is titled, Re... So, reply. Okay. Four Grammy nominations. Thank you, Cheryl. Your support means so much. And I'm like, are they referring to the other Alice Cooper? <laughs> 
what is happening here? Or Grammy nominations or grandma nominations. I, I wouldn't be Okay, both of those both both of those are funny. And whichever one it is, I think it's funny both having Alice Cooper and also shows friends with Alice Cooper. <laughs> then she got a forward from Kevin Keller. Oh. Which says that superstar Joseph McCoy was nominated for, I would assume, a Grammy. Uh-huh. And then someone was trying to reach about her car's extended warranty. So, you know, does someone she, was having fun with these. Does Cheryl have a car? Oh, I don't care. This is like, <laughs> th- like that is a that is a that is a classic internet joke. We're trying to reach about your car's extended warranty. Uh, whoever did this, the I don't know. If you call, I would call it still call it set deck, even if it's on a computer. Yeah, screen. I would think so. Whoever did this? Whoever did the set deck for these? Fantastic. Um, sorry about the typo, <laughs> but. Great. But if it was on so, purpose because yeah, it's a teenager, awesome. Maybe. Uh, yeah, because you got an A in science and a C in English. Because I guess Cheryl never taught her that. Meanwhile, Archie awakens in his office from his passing out. And he decides mm. he's got to weigh himself again. And now things are going so wrong that he weighs yeah. 135 pounds. Yeah, not only is he getting lighter like from when he was super dense, but he's junior high weight. He is hollowing out from the inside. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's very funny. Cheryl. <laughs> now we uh, we gotta get another uh, Betty and Jughead reach into the ba- reach into the past time. This time it's to no 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 yeah. This is I guess this is Betty seeing that. Hal got Alice to take a yeah. test. Now, I don't know why Betty would repress this memory. No. I, I, I think she just forgot, forgot it. it. <laughs> so Betty's walking down the stairs and she sees her mom be lo- looking at some results and being like, Hal, I don't know why you made me get this genetic test. What does it mean that I have this gene? And Hal's like... What do you mean that I have... No, I would like to say at least they kind of clarified in this one because this is the truth. It's not that you have that gene. is She has a mutation on that gene. Yes. Yes. So uh, Hal's like, oh, it means you're special. It means you're strong. Yeah. And it means one of our daughters can have it. The, Please be Betty. Please be Betty. It's the warrior gene. The serial killer gene. Uh, I still hate that this MAOA gene thing is a thing. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine that I actually like that Hal thinks it's a thing mm-hmm. that Hal's like this means this means something because Hal's crazy and he can definitely believe that but it's like backed up by so many other people in the world being like nah this um this gene means you're a serial killer Aaron do you know how much of the population has what's called the low activity form of MAOA I don't but I'm sure you'll tell one me. third one third one third of the population okay. has this here's the thing though the only people who have had feelings about the serial killer gene have yeah. been Hal, yeah, Alice, because Alice was yeah. the one who told the cult. That's true. And Charles. <laughs> Those are the but only thought, people who care. Uh, but when Charles did it, he was talking like as the FBI. Yeah, I but don't know. he had it, so he was just being delighted with his own nonsense. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Also, I wanted to meet one other person who's like, "What are you talking that's about?" That's not a thing, Betty. That's, that that's not been proven. There's been one study that says kind of, and one study that says no. Oh, no. You know who also kind of reinforced it? Was Glenn, when he was writing his Nature versus Nurture paper. Yeah, but Glenn's an idiot. That's true, and he's dead. <laughs> so so Betty's upset with her mom about this. Yes. She wants to know Maybe a little bit too much. Mo- okay, this, though, is misdirected <laughs> rage. Alice is a bad woman. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, so this entire episode is going to be set up like, Alice, she's terrible. She she lied about having the gene, trying to do these things. I'm like, look, we know Alice is terrible. We watched you didn't the show. Have to add, you didn't have to add on another thing. You could have just you could have just called her on any of the other stuff she has done. So it's it's just it's like I I'm really defensive of Riverdale sometimes uh, when people are like oh when other people oh, criticize it I'm like no no yes, that's for me like, oh it's, it's yeah when someone comes like oh man the show's so bad there's so many gay people on the show I'm like no 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 it's not bad because it's diverse no it's, it's bad, bad because it's, it's bad writing. written. Like, those so, like, actors suck. No, 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 no. The no, actors are no, good. No. The actors are fine. It's poorly written. <laughs> so it's, like, it's this weird. So that's what I feel like with this whole Alice thing where they're like, oh, we got to add in a new thing for it to be. No, 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 no. It's bad for other reasons. Yeah, everything Alice has done has been wrong. It's you fine. You could do those. You could be angry about those things. So um, Betty can't dwell on this right now, though it will be percolating in the back of her mind, because she gets a phone call from Veronica. Asking mm-hmm. her to go for a drink. And I say this like this because the show remembered they were friends. Well, the, for the first time ever, people will just go out to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, because like Betty will call Archie, who's pouring out his palladium. Now, now. And they're <laughs> I just, wanna, they're going out because they're all kind of sad and want to have a drink with their friends. Can we, I, I, I need to point out, it's kind of sad that Jughead didn't get invited. He was right across from Betty. It's Betty true. got the call from Veronica and then called Archie. And then was like, bye, Jughead. <laughs> Thanks for your help reading my mind. Yeah. So they go out to the White Worm and take a whole bunch of shots. And then Veronica reveals her powers. And then she's like, thank you for risking death by being with me. And I'm like, uh, Veronica, you, you, you tricked them. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell them beforehand. <laughs> Uh, uh, but Betty and, reassures her that it's okay because she doesn't have Nora. No, I know. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on one damn second. What? No. Wait, are you telling me that if somebody would accidentally hurt someone, they also get an aura? Like if somebody's like carrying a box and they're about to and they're going to eventually drop it onto someone's foot, do they get an aura? Well, remember, Kevin, Betty's auras are only directly related to things that she doesn't like. <laughs> and Veronica but, killing her or Archie would be a thing she doesn't like. But it, it, but it's true even if it's an accident, I guess. Yes. I guess it is threat detection. We, so it is some form of future sight as well. Yes. Yeah, it's man, not just intent. For, man, for everybody who like, we knew it was an intent because the guy who who's going to, who's going to kill the the, the nurse. nurse who we didn't know about the, the nurse of, yet. Of all the powers I want to know about, I need to know more about Betty's. Don't worry, Kevin. We'll get a Wikipedia article on it next episode. I assume. Now, uh, they do talk about how um, uh, Veronica is, like, wonders if Percival gave him the powers, which is, like, it's an odd pull, but I mean, it's, okay. a, it's reasonable for her because she doesn't yeah. know the explosion caused them. I would say also she could just spit in Percival's drink and he sort of dealt with. So, here's my question. Tabitha got her powers because she almost died. Veronica got her powers because someone didn't want to sleep with her for once. That's her traumatic event. I I am going off. It the explosion happened. Oh yes, and it's just taken some time to reach other people, which is a fine ex- explanation. It's weird. Now I, the the problem is, of course, that both Cheryl and um, Tabitha have been described as yours came out of trauma. Mm-hmm. 
but that doesn't seem to be accurate for all the other powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it does. Except being for an explosion is traumatic. Yes, <laughs> but Jughead's also came later. No, Jughead's came from the explosion. Well, yeah, but he didn't manifest them for a couple, like an episode or two, versus Archie and Betty, who manifested them as soon as the explosion happened. Sure. What it is what happened? No, it, but it was the same episode. The Jughead started not hearing things properly. Well, yeah, but he didn't get. But he didn't gain mind mind reading until after he went deaf. Maybe he just couldn't realize he was doing it because he was hearing. It's distracting him. <laughs> anyway, we are thinking about this way more than Veronica is because as soon as she's yeah. told it wasn't Percival, it was the explosion, she decides to make it about herself again and whines about how her last good kiss was with Reggie, and now her last good kiss will have always been with Reggie. Bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm a baby. I hate Veronica. I'm still a teenager. Now, we do get a fun thing here where Veronica learns she, 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 because she has poison, she's also immune to poisons, which means she's immune to alcohol. Because, just so you know, listeners, when you get drunk, it's because you've poisoned yourself just a little bit. Yeah, but that also should mean that regular... I know Archie's currently sick, like, because of his palladium thing. He also should be immune to alcohol. But he, he also should be... He is. He's immune to poison. Yeah, I was going to say, though, he doesn't drink that much. I mean, I'm, I mean, like, right now, I guess he's drunk, but that's because of the whole palladium yeah. thing, so... So, uh, not only... But not only can he get drunk now, his hair's falling out. Because he goes to see Colonel Jr. and finds out he's extremely anemic. Yes, and then apparently Cheryl has explained it. That means all levels of metal in your body are gone. So she thinks the palladium is neutralizing the metals in his body. And then she, which, you know what? I'd say, sure, palladium. Yeah. Because palladium, like, it definitely does affect you in weird ways, which is why you shouldn't be drinking it. Uh, So she tells him not to drink it anymore and to go rebalance his humors. She tells him, well, which she means by put iron in your body. Yeah. She she tells him, you've poisoned your body and is breaking down. Like, no, Cheryl, this is your fault. Take some goddamn responsibility for nearly killing Archie. But Archie's just like, oh, no, what do I do? He trusted your dumb ass. Well, uh, speaking of people needing to take responsibility, Betty comes home the next day. And her mom's like, oh, did you have a fun night? And Betty's like, no, I didn't, because I learned that dad groomed me. And also, you lied to, she's actually, she's very upset that Alice lied about having the gene mutation. I'm like, Betty, you're late to the show. We all figured this out seasons ago. So I, I can't tell if the show thinks it's revealing to us for the first time that Alice had the mutation, or if the show is upset because Alice knew she had the mutation. It's a weird fine line, and neither of it makes sense. <laughs> because because we we knew for a long time that she did. It's the only logical choice between <laughs> Betty and uh, Charles both having it. The only common line between them is Alice. And they are extremely unclear if this is Betty discovering that Alice has it, or if it's Betty discovering that Alice knew she had it. Well, later she goes when when we're at the uh, when we're at the uh, the cult uh, the, the the cult. You you and Polly said only I had it, and you didn't. So that in that point, she seems upset that she lied about it. Although to be fair, I don't think the cult did say that Betty was the only one who had it. I think they I just thought the cult didn't say that Alice and Polly had it. <laughs> I figured the cult was just lying. I like the idea that Alice, with this knowledge, 
Alice told them she had the serial killer gene, and the farm went, the what? She's like, oh, it's this gene that means these things. And they're like, oh, we can definitely use that to manipulate her. Obviously, what you're saying is weird nonsense. We just want to steal her organs. But we like that. But we can definitely use this. So the idea that now the farm is like secondhand taking, what's good? Alice was undercover in the farm. And undercover. she told them real medical details about her daughter. <laughs> she, yeah, she she definitely that's definitely like she she revealed medical details about her her, <laughs> her, her herself, and I guess I guess yeah she I won't reveal about herself so she can do that. That's not a hi hey whatever you're thinking of foy. No, but what's the other one? Not HIPAA. The, the one HIPAA. Thank you. Uh, but HIPAA is just, HIPAA is just that a healthcare provider can't reveal your details. Yeah, the hippopotamus, but uh, yeah, you, you can't hip at your own children. Yeah. Anyway, now, Alice, who I must remind you at this point is not mind controlled because Percival for sure doesn't care about this. <laughs> yeah. Rushes off Betty by telling her that all of this nonsense nonsense is a part of her persecution complex. Once again, we know Alice is bad. We know she's terrible. You don't need to pile more things on. Meanwhile, Veronica is visiting Cheryl to get lots of poisons so she can take guess, a poison bath. Because I guess now Cheryl is the now the one, the, the one ever, who knows everything. Well, now, obviously, Penelope did grow these poisons. Yeah, the poisons yeah. have always been in the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, also, she wants a book on spiders. I want to point out, Veronica's like, I'm going to test these poisons, see if I'm immune to poison. So she's going to do it in a bathtub. Where if she and just like take poisons and drop them in her mouth, which is perfect for if actually she is not immune to poisons and gets paralyzed, so she can just slip right into the bath and drown. But Kevin, she's gonna have a private ambulance on speed dial. Slip right into the bath and <laughs> drown. <laughs> just sit in a chair, you weirdo. In more chaos, um, Betty's like, "Hey, Jughead, I want you to read my mom's thoughts," and Jughead's like, "That's a violation," and Betty's like. No, I give you permission, just like how my mom gave Percival permission to read my diary. Well, I think it's like, it's like what all the times that Alice has read my diary. Which is true. And you know what? She's right. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do, do it. it. Go read Alice's mind. So they go and re- go like to the station to read Alice's mind. And essentially what they do is Betty goes, hey, remember how you suck? What secrets do you have? And then Jughead reads her secrets. <laughs> Yeah, and they buried something under a table. That's essentially the whole plan there. Oh, I want to point something out here. I one of the com- one of the complaints I heard about this season was they're like, uh, or um, the whole jump, the jump in time. Oh, yes. They're like, oh well, they were too lazy or too cheap to build new sets. So that's why they're all teachers at the school. I'm like, no, no, no. There are so many. If if they were too cheap or lazy to build new sets, they would be at the school way more. Yes, absolutely. Instead, they don't go to the school that much. I don't think they're at the school at all this episode. Yeah, so it's it's not what's good. It's not because they're lazy or because they're uh, because they're cheap. It's because they're bad at writing. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, this scene also ends. This is like the third or fourth scene that ends with Betty getting a phone call. Yeah, so Cheryl apparently has a new new plan. Oh my goodness! So this new new plan is that Cheryl has found a transmutation spell, and mm-hmm. what she is going to do is transmutate all of the palladium, which, as you know, is just white gold. Uh, uh, um. Okay. Okay, okay, hold on. So the way she explains it, like, she found this alchemical process, it'll turn 
metals uh, into it, other metals. Well, yeah, she says like, oh, I, they could they couldn't turn lead into gold, but I found but they found a way to turn gold into iron. And what's palladium but white gold? Okay, two things: one, a totally different element, yeah. <laughs> and two, platinum is white gold. You're thinking of platinum, <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl, your research is you're, so bad. <laughs> you're so. And once again, at no point does she, she actually like chides them for being like, don't roll your eyes that I'm going, that I'm going to talk to you about alchemists. Like, Cheryl, you're the one, you're the reason Archie's in this problem. But don't worry, Kevin, she's going <laughs> to fix it because once he has iron in his blood again, she's going to use her fire powers to forge the iron in his blood to make him super invulnerable. And here, this is where this season bugs me so much. Everything she's saying here, I'm like, yeah, this is cool fantasy stuff. I like this. But then I have to remember that it's Riverdale, and I'm like, why is this happening? What is like, this, this show? This thing was like, oh, we're going to, like, oh, you've been poisoned by palladium. Well, I found a way to turn palladium into iron, and then I'm going to use my pyrokinesis to, in the middle of the process, for quote-unquote, forge you and make you truly... Invincible. That's the thing. If this happened on Shadow and Bone, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) But then she's like, also, the heat might kill you. Because you're weakened. Because of me. Now, she doesn't say that because I'll be admitting that she's wrong. Uh, But I also want to point out that, like, they're like, uh, Betty's like, hang on, maybe don't do that. And Archie's like, I'm already dying. And like, well, no, what Betty's saying is do the palladium thing. Just don't also do the forging thing. But no. Like, no, 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 no. Archie's going to be forged. But first, he has but to before... have one last sexy night with Betty. Okay, this is I gotta. This is my example of why this show still takes itself seriously. You don't do these weird titillating sex scenes in the middle of absolute nonsense, <laughs> unless if you took yourself a little bit seriously. Um, it's also weird floor sex. For some reason, they do it on the floor of their living room next to their couch with candles yeah. everywhere. Is that because Archie's I... dying? No, I think it's because the upstairs is still blown up. Good, it should be. <laughs> we just don't go up there anymore. Uh, meanwhile, Veronica has her poison bath. Yeah. And uh, uh, she learns something in her spider book. Yeah, so she's fine. She is immune. And she learns that spiders can control whether or not they poison someone. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's. That's true. So maybe Veronica can do that too by learning to control her emotions. Yeah, and then Cheryl, like, normally the actor, actress for Cheryl, is that good? Yeah. But this weird scene, like, I think it's just because there's no way you could do this naturally. She's talking to Veronica, and then she looks down at her, at her like, pin and goes, huh. You know what? I think this is your. I'm like, what is going on here? And then she tells Veronica not to forget she might be a spider, but she's also strong or some I thought, nonsense. I thought that the the spider pin was like some kind of defense that kept Abigail from. Like, remember she had to remove it so that Abigail could possess her. Mm. Wasn't that a thing? Mm. I don't care. It was related to Abigail somehow. Yeah. Uh, so Alice uh, gets home because Betty and Jughead have done their digging and sees the hole. And there's a cop's body underneath the hole. Oh, right. We forgot to say that what Jughead read in Alice's mind was... No, I said if she buried something underneath the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of what it was, it was a body. And then as as uh, Alice explains, a deputy came around, I guess, trying to figure out... If Hal where all was these... killing people? 
Which, I mean, he was, and then Hal killed him, and then threatened to blame the murder on Alice? On her? Because she has the serial killer gene? But this now, all, ha- like, because they only have one actress for young Betty. This one actress yeah. plays, like, six-year-old Betty to 12-year-old Betty. Yeah. So this happened when Betty was between the age of six and 12. Yeah. And I'm sorry. No? Well, well, the thing is that, like, the retcon of Hal was not evil all along, but a serial killer actually actively killing people all along is probably one of the biggest and aggressively terrible retcons. Like, there's still chances of the mashup world, so mm-hmm. we're still holding on mm-hmm. to that. But, like, Alice goes on about how, like, wish she thought when the time would come she could help her and bring her and to the light. That's I'm like, why Man, that's- she says... That is why she was always so hard on Betty and wanted her to be perfect. But but the thing that, like, I want everyone to remember is in season one, Alice kicked Hal out of the house because he tried to have Polly get an abortion. And then he leaves later of his own volition when he's like, hey, it's chick or it's me. You can't have both of us. And I'm like... If this guy was the guy we're seeing these flashbacks, Alice would never Alice would kick him out. Not have kicked him out of the house. She would not have done that. And two, he would have just killed Chick. That was during the time where he was the Black Hood, and he didn't kill Chick. And I just I want to say again, Riverdale. I know you're listening. Betty was more interesting when she had parents who were obsessed with image and perfection. And they executed it in these twisted ways. I know we had Dark Betty in, like, episode three with, like, the Sticky Maple incident. And I didn't mind that Dark Betty because that was a perfect girl who, like, needed to express her negative feelings somehow. What you've done now is the boring version of the storyline. You've made it so dramatic that it's boring and stupid. The show is hilarious when it, like, you know, we always say they, they have a good choice and a bad choice, and they pick the bad choice. Sometimes they have a bad choice and a worse choice, and they pick the worst choice. <laughs> now, because Betty goes off here where she's like, well, guess what? Your plan didn't work because that evil's still in there. And I'm like, in what way? Yeah, what Betty, what do Jughead you do re- that is evil? Jughead has been digging deep into your mind and has found... No evil thoughts. No evil Nope. What are you talking about? All he finds is thoughts where you worry about being evil and where your dad and does creepy things. And when you kiss Jughead. <laughs> and where you kiss Jughead. All right. So then we head to, um, I guess, the mine where Archie's <laughs> going to do some spell casting where Cheryl lights a fire in his chest. It's very which, dramatic. Which aesthetically is going to be done by having, uh, I'm going to say this, KJ Appa having a red light shone at his back as he goes, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> It is it is so YA fantasy TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, with no you budget. Can see that you can see that it's just it's just like a like a light like a, a little studio light with a red gel on it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what else they would do, but it, it's endearing. It's almost endearing. They it's don't great. even CGI it. They're just like practical effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Now, um. <laughs> This, as he's doing this, uh, we head over to where Veronica's using Canva. And eating her so I guess smart they got food a, popcorn. I guess they got some sponsorships. <laughs> sure they did. Pull through. Canva. It's not even like the weird parody version. No, it's just Canva. Canva. <laughs> and look, guys, I love Canva. But. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I'm just going to say, though, we will not see her Canva presentation, which is a real missed no. opportunity. Absolutely. It should be going on while she's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Just a. Just a <laughs> It's a PowerPoint over her head. So, uh, now, Reggie 
comes on in for another confrontation. Yeah, and this is her first time to try to keep her cool. And uh, he essentially is like, I'm doing a hostile takeover. Also, I know you're getting dialysis, which makes you a weakling. And the subtext is just like your father when he was sick. Yeah, but I, I will say this is logical in the sense of what people would do. Yeah, they're like, hey, you, we can portray you as being sick, which means you would lose faith in the stockholders. And so... But, like, also, you, it's a casino. It's not like a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole thing. But the, my favorite thing is that he does that if Ronka's just like, oh, he doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this dummy. Get out of here. <laughs> Now, uh, Archie has proves to Betty that he's just defeated the Palladium now. Yeah, he's, sort of he's wearing that necklace, but he can try to cut himself with a knife, and there's no cut. Yep. Yep. And yep, yep. Kevin, hopeful music plays. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> now he can just beat the hell out of <laughs> Percival. If the problem was that he couldn't beat up Percival, I gotta say once again, just have Veronica spit on everything in Percival's room. Yeah, he, she, he lives in her casino. Just, she could, like, yeah. lick all of the glasses. Just try to kiss him. Just kiss him. <laughs> kiss him and kill him. We know he likes to kiss people, especially if he thinks he's going to get something from them. That's the thing about Archie. Like, all this stuff they're doing, I don't understand what for. Like, obviously, Archie doesn't want to have a vulnerability, but they don't play it up enough for it to be a care. Like, like it doesn't how does feel him like it... not being vulnerable help their plan? Yeah, unless if their plan is Archie's going to beat the hell out of Percival. (laughs) I mean... Now, uh, now, sorry, we got to go to Veronica's meeting. By meeting, I, of course, mean stage performance. So, this is supposed to be a presentation to the shareholders. But this is a public event in the main portion of her casino that Archie and Betty are at. I have a question, Aaron. So did she do a performance at a shareholders meeting or is the shareholder meeting at a performance? Because it's one of those two things and neither one's great. And it is immediately apparent that she's going to do a performance because she's wearing a blazer with like, you can tell like a dance costume. Well, like you would wear for your grade six recital underneath it. She's also got like, she's also standing on a stage. It's got like serious under eye shadow. It's, it's not as bad as the other scene that we're going to intercut with this because... Veronica got her confidence back. And how did she get it back, Kevin? What gave her the moxie in her step that she needed to do this dance number? Well, Betty is gonna let, or did let, Veronica... Kiss her boyfriend. Kiss Archie. (laughs) Now, okay, here's what I'm gonna say. There's this idea when Veronica's like, oh, for my powers to no longer kill people, for me to overcome my weakness... I need to be in control to be in control. So this season should have been a storyline of her being out of control, lack of control, which it, which almost did. She killed her father. Like everything should be blamed on her inability to control herself. Yep. I mean, to be fair, she has been awful this season. Her emotions have been all over the place and she's been very cruel to Reggie. But here's what I'll say. She should have said no. Yes, she, that would Betty have been controlling should, herself. Betty Betty should have been like, hey, you can kiss Archie. She'd have been like, no, I will not let the fact that my last physical contact with a person I didn't kill was Reggie control me because I am in control of myself. Especially, I am my own person. I am my own woman. I was going to say, especially when Reggie made the argument two episodes ago that she doesn't know how to be alone. 
like it, it was almost there it was so close to being this is what i mean by like they picked a bad choice by doing this weird like betty lets her <laughs> betty's like cucking herself which is weird <laughs> well and you know we watch the show we know what happens when people kiss each other for plans yeah yeah um and then, <laughs> but and then the worst choice would be to actually let her kiss him. So they pick the worst choice. So it's just it was so it's so almost there. Anyway, so she dances. Yeah, yeah. She basically is like, "You guys said I sucked, but I didn't suck. So now I'm gonna sing Toxic." I would have loved. So she, you know, pulls off all her clothes. So she's like wearing like a like fun Britney Spears outfit. I would love in the middle of it. She turned up and there's just like a slideshow of her camera presentation. So as you can see, our revenue has actually been going up each over, month. Uh, the, each we month. have an upward so I predict, trajectory. I predict we'll be making <laughs> profit. We should be making profit in approximately three point four months. Yeah, but instead, no, she dances at the shareholders, and Percival's like, huh, interesting, and Reggie's like, what? <laughs> Reggie's the most confused, despite the man who should most understand what's going on here. And Percival- She never gives a presentation. She always just dances. It's true. Remember when she did her press conference? And she's saying yep. Chicago? Yeah. The best part about uh, this is that Percival is effing delighted. Because yeah. I think at this point, he just wants chaos. He doesn't care if he wins or loses. He just wants chaos. Like, oh, this is fun. I will say the best part is when a when like a a a, a ten foot spider like <laughs> comes from the uh, ceiling board falls down. I'm like, you had that made. <laughs> wow. So then, then this flashes to Jughead, who's like he Jughead flashes to kissing Betty because he's been infected in the brain because mind control stuff. I mean, you can't read people's thoughts too much. You might fall into them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Cheryl. Sitting at home for for a nice night in in her leather mini dress. Ding dong or knock knock. I don't know. Someone's at the door. I don't know. Everybody who goes to this house though, they they ring the doorbell or knock the door and then they go stand ten feet back so they can be dramatically framed in the door frame. And who is dramatically framed in the door frame this time, Kevin? Well, it's a woman. I guess who is Heather? We've never seen her before. She did look very familiar, but I think she just kind of looks like the actress who played Grundy. Yeah, I thought she kind of looked like Idina Menzel. Yeah, she's not. Like, she's a, she's no, a youngster. She's not, she's not, she's not. I'm just saying when you're like, is this a stunt casting? I don't think it's a stunt I casting. I don't think, I think so. It's just, yeah, uh, maybe. We just don't get the stunt. I don't know. Uh, but Heather has arrived to see Cheryl. Because Cheryl contacted her, so she came. Yep. Yep. And then with that, Veronica finishes singing Toxic. Credits. And we are done. Aaron. Yes, Kevin. This episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW no moment? Did I find a moment where Logic was feeling a little bit weak, so they decided to double down on the thing that was bad for them? Now, obviously, I, I, before we go, did you pick the dance? No. Yeah, the thing, we can't pick the dance, because at this point, it's logical. It is logical. This is <laughs> It'd Riverdale. be weirder if she just did a normal presentation. That's the thing. If they had been in a boardroom with a PowerPoint, and she's wearing a blazer, <laughs> I'd be like, what is this? No, she's still wearing the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> what I did pick was a part of the dance scene, though. Yeah. Jughead is, like, hanging out. He's reading his comics, doing some research, and also thinking about Betty. He's been, in, he's been in, like, his house coat this entire episode. <laughs> Which I uh, honestly really liked. Yeah. Um, he gets a 
text message from Tabitha. And he types a response to her. And we hear the bing of the text message, the buzz of the text message, and the typing noises. And Mm. I don't think we should have because Jughead's the only character in that scene. And he can't hear those things. Yeah. It was so illogical that it really bothered me. It yeah. Really, because they've made such a fuss of like Jughead wants to hear things in the world, really took me out of it. Yeah, I don't know how. He, I, I I didn't look at that too closely to see figure out how he knew he got a text message. Message. Well, he had it face up, which I get. Like if you're someone who can't hear, you yeah. can always have your phone. Face what it should up have been so is the light. Ju- the light just went off, and he just like, and he looked down. We yeah. don't need the sounds. It does not make the scene better for us to hear him typing on his phone. And let's yeah. be real. His phone is always on silent. He's a yeah, millennial. I, well, uh, also, he's deaf now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess also because yeah, he doesn't know if it's not on silent or not. Oh, my God. Is the is it is this the most logical thing? <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I don't know if this is illogical, but it's a weird thing for a person to say. Like, I understand. So this is about Veronica learning that she might succumb to her own toxin. Oh, yes. Um, and I said, like, it's weird to apply logic to somebody who's learning they might die. And that's mm. like, a weird thing to do. Um, but I do want to say her line afterwards where she's like, where he's like, hey, um, so like this is Carlos. Like, I guess what's going to happen is you're going to keep filling up with toxin until you die. And she's like, that sounds like a death sentence. And I'm like, yeah, yes. It, I mean, no, like, it's not a death sentence. You you just are dying. And Colonel's answer is, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I all could think it was like, Colonel doesn't talk to living people. No. He doesn't have to tell anyone you're dying. He only has to tell people they're dead. I also, I really appreciate that her vibe in that scene is essentially, how dare you? How dare you give me bad medical news? She's so angry at at him. And like, I don't know if I would count it as a gyro lock, but the line that sounds like a death sentence feels like an insane thing for someone to say as they learn they are sick. Well, and she already knows she's full of toxins, so I don't know what she thinks is going on. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, I might just even just be the word death sentence yeah the, like the phrase he didn't do this to you <laughs> yeah no you didn't even do this no one did this to you you're well, sick i mean oh. someone An explosion did. potentially did it to you or maybe she's right and percival caused the explosion i mean he is the the fears that plague our dreams if what? you really if you really want to pull it back as far as it can go hiram did this to her <gasps> oh my god yes he did <laughs> Well, I want to point out, I didn't even mention this as we're going through about her old poison thing. She gets a storyline that's about, hey, like with Reggie being like, hey, you got to be alone. And us being like, hey, her entire thing, she needs to be alone. She gets a storyline that's about her, she needs to be alone. And she isn't. But then she has to do the thing where she kisses Archie, so her last kiss. Look, I know I know this is She should have said no. Like, <laughs> Look, I, I she think... should have said no. Cheryl should have uh, been Acknowledged realizing she made flaws. a mistake. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? YA's, like, YA audiences need stories about how you are enough on your own. Friends are good, too, but you don't need a partner to be complete. You don't need a kiss to be strong. The thing is, this episode is very heavily, like, it's tied up acting like it's character stuff, but it's not. It's all plot things. Mm-hmm. Because because Archie does not... Learn, learn anything. anything like his his character does not his character does not grow he doesn't like 
reaffirm. He doesn't uh, change. He doesn't do anything. Like, because I want to point this out. When we talk about character arcs, I know everyone always thinks of growth arcs. There's growth arcs. There's corruption arcs. I always have a special place in my heart for reaffirmation arcs, which is where you're doing something and you doubt yourself and then something comes along to reaffirm, no, you are doing the right thing, mm-hmm. which is very important for TV shows, mm-hmm. which have to be ongoing stories, but you can't constantly have a character like changing their core value over and over again. Yeah. So, but there's no reaffirmation. There's no growth like veronica does not learn anything no yeah she's it's like oh i'm toxic but i That's got over fine. it by controlling myself and also because i got to kiss my ex-boyfriend so but also i wasn't out of control so literally the only thing that changed for me was that i kissed my ex-boyfriend yeah like they didn't set up yeah it's like i almost thought i was going to set up with the whole reggie and you got to be alone thing mm-hmm. that like oh she's going to learn to be alone. But then she kissed Archie, which, like, even if she does eventually learn to be alone, that's a weird dagger in that storyline. I just, I feel like the show doesn't develop season arcs for their characters, which is why Betty learns every single season that she <laughs> has darkness. But hey, now you have an ending. You have an ending. You know where it ends. Lead up to it. Make your characters change, show. Make them change. Yeah. So, audience, if you want to weigh in on how you think the characters should change, please hit us up on the social media. We're Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And uh, we request your five-star reviews. Sure, we only have a year and a half left, but, like, people should listen to us in that year and a half. So uh, hit us up on Apple yeah. Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And in case anyone's curious, we are – so at this point, because Riverdale ends at Season 7 – um, we are going to finish Shadow Hunters as well, however that takes. It might go after uh, Riverdale, but we're not going to leave Shadow Hunters partway through. It's our off season show, but hey, we got started on it. You finish what you started. We follow through on our commitments on Podcast Moa. <laughs> yeah. You can also check out my books. They're available at kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at a flimsyplan.com. And we'll see you next week. Can Heather and Cheryl reignite their former fling? Can Jughead get Betty out of his head? What song will Veronica perform at the Babylonian's AGM? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 